Welcome, and thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com. And now for the message from Pastor Nathan Lang. Uh, so Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, we're going to back up just a little bit here in the chapter, and uh, I want to make sure that uh, we're going to look back up to verse number 10. So uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Now we went past verse number 10, but I'm going to read it. I want to keep it in its context, and then uh, I, I want to help you from the Word of God tonight. That's my, that's my heart. And so uh, Ephesians 6, verse number 10, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And I had you last week underline that word wiles. That word wiles means deceit or trickery. And uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand... Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, I'm going to stop there just for a moment because uh, I want to make sure that we understand what this is talking about here tonight. Uh, we just, I just went through and read all the, the different parts, the six different parts of the armor of God. And, uh, and here's the key. Here's the key to it. We can get so focused in on the individual uh, armory uh, or weaponry. We can get so focused on that that we miss the whole point. All of this, all of this armor uh, can be summed up in verse number 18 when he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may uh, open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that ye also may know my affairs and how I do, uh, and in the, in the Greek, uh, I looked at this name up, how to pronounce it, uh, Tukikos. Tukikos is how you pronounce uh, his name, and because uh, you get all kinds of different, uh, you know, you re read over it real fast because you can't pronounce it. Tukikos, uh, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord shall make known to you all things. Now, uh, his name literally there means faithful. That's what he means. He calls him faithful, and you see him, and probably I was looking this up in about four or five different places in the scripture, uh, you'll find him. And so in verse number 22, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye might uh, know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all men that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. And so, <clears throat> very, very, uh, I love it. I, I, tell you, I absolutely love Philippians and Ephesians in the, in the New Testament, two of my favorite books, and I'm uh, thankful to be able to preach through them. Uh, but he's talking here as he goes through, uh, if you want to just back up just slightly to verse number 14, uh, he said, uh, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, uh, that, that breastplate of righteousness is there to protect the heart and the torso of the soldier. That's what the breastplate did. Uh, it, was a, it was a 
shield that was there to protect that area of you. And so he says, uh, hey, in, in essence, if I can apply it here tonight, hey, we need to guard our heart. We need to protect our heart. And we see that throughout scripture. But then he says in verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, and uh, they wore uh, sandals. These soldiers would wear uh, sandals and, uh, and uh, you know, in the sense of, of like, uh, like a, you know, uh, how it wraps around your feet, not just, not just a shoe like we're used to today, like a soldier would wear with, with shoelaces all tied up tight. Uh, and uh, they would actually have spike-like uh, 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 underneath those for traction. Uh, and so uh, we need traction. We need to have our feet planted firm. We need to stand firm. Uh, and there's actually a twofold application here with uh, having our feet planted firm. Uh, and, and if I can reference it to doctrine and Bible doctrine, we need to be firm and planted in Bible doctrine. Now, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people, and it, and it absolutely grieves my heart uh, to see people uh, who will, and I've, and I've mentioned this before, and forgive me, but I, I believe it, it bears repeating because it goes with what I'm saying. Uh, there used to be this crowd that, uh, that uh, you know, in the independent fundamental Baptist world where all they did was turn to the left and they would just ridicule and, and just blast people and rip people down. And, uh, and I'm not saying all independent fundamental Baptists are like that, uh, but there was definitely um, a, a presence of that where it was, if you don't dress like us, then you're not right. And if you don't do this, you're not right. Uh, and so, uh, but what we're seeing today is we're seeing uh, the opposite. We're seeing uh, people from the opposite end of the pendulum who are, who, are, uh, who are leaving independent fundamentalism and they're going to the far left side. But what they're doing is they're doing the exact same thing as they did when they were over here, ripping people down all the time. But now they're just doing it from that side and they're just tearing down fundamentalists and they're just tearing down. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, there's too much in the word of God to sit and just tear down people all the time. And uh, if you ask me, let's, let's focus on scripture. So we need to be grounded in the word of truth. But here's, here's my problem is seeing people who used to be King James only like we are. Can I get an amen? Uh, uh, where they're just going and tearing down King James onlyism, uh, and, and it's, it's just an absolute mess, and it's, it's horrible uh, to see people do that. And they'll just they'll read from anything; it doesn't matter to them. And uh, you know, uh, here, here's my deal. Um, you know, uh, uh, the, the King James has been good my whole life. I don't see any reason to need to change the Bible. Uh, I can get a dictionary out for myself, and I can look up a word just like I did uh, uh, in here uh, tonight in verse number uh, 21 uh, to keep. Coast, I was able to look that up very easily and see how to pronounce the name. It's not that difficult. And uh, uh, so I was able to do that. But uh, so, uh, so in here, he, he talks about uh, having that, bre that breastplate of righteousness, guarding your heart, guarding your torso, guarding your, your loins, so to speak. And, uh, uh, you know, with that that whole armor and thinking about that. And then he moves on and talks about the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have the word of God. Hey, we need to proclaim it. We need to, uh, we need to get out there and share it. We don't need to hide it for ourselves. We need to be planted firmly on the word of God. And if we're going to be planted firmly on the word of God, we've got to read it. We've got to study it. Um, I was just talking, I was on the phone early with Dr. Gibbs and uh, he called me and uh, he's just a great friend, Brother Gibbs Jr. And, uh, and uh, he, was, he and I were just talking and he razzes back and forth and he's, he's, a, he's a good friend. But uh, we were talking about that very thing of just, just staying faithful. Uh, but he had, I remember him talking about a case he had one time where, uh, where they were talking, the judge was actually talking about the Bible and he said, do you believe that that Bible really does change lives? He said, yes, I do, sir. He said, that King James Bible, you stand by it and you, 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 that's all you use and you're, you're firm on that? He said, yes, sir. Uh, and he said, okay, well, how much do you read it? And uh, he put the guy on the spot. You know, we can claim that this Bible changes lives. We can claim that it's the only book we use. We can claim that, it, it, that it's just the most wonderful thing. And it is. It's preserved. It's inspired. We believe all that. Uh, but listen, if you don't read it, it does you absolutely no good. 
I can write you a check for $10,000 right now, and, but if you never put it in your bank account, you never do anything with it, it, it it's useless to you. It's just a piece of paper. And I don't know any fool who would get $10,000 and not cash it. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're out there thinking, you give it to me, I'll do well, I ain't got 10000 to give you, so don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, uh, talking about protecting, uh, protecting that. And then he goes on, verse number, uh, uh, verse number 16, he talks about that shield of faith. Now, from what I could research, uh, this shield uh, was a four-foot by two-and-a-half-foot shield. This wasn't little round Cap- Captain America shield or, you know, running through you know, Marvel Comics. No, this was a shield that was meant to protect you and... Uh, uh, from the enemy, and that was what was that was there for. Uh, but then he goes on, and he talks about verse number seventeen. Uh, and I'm going somewhere with all this. Uh, the helmet of salvation. That helmet was uh, protected the head and the brain. Uh, and, and once again, I, I mentioned a twofold application where we talked about the feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. Uh, where our feet need to be firmly planted. We need, to, we need to know what we believe, why we believe it. We need to watch where we go. We need to guide our steps. Uh, we need to walk circumspectly, as the Bible says. Uh, but then also, not only does he give us uh, uh, basically cleats for our shoes, gives us a, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, gives us the, the shield, uh, but then uh, uh, that's, he doesn't just leave us there uh, with that. He gives, us, uh, he gives us that helmet of salvation. And once again, Bible doctrine, just like with our feet, being in the right place. We need to make sure uh, that we are entertaining and reading sound doctrine, uh, the Word of God. Uh, I don't, you know, here's the thing. I don't need, I've, I've got Bible software and I'm for Bible software. I can pull up Bible software on my phone right now. Uh, and uh, it's got, I mean, dozens and dozens of different versions of the Bible. Do you know how many times I reference those? Zero. Because I don't need to. I don't need to. And, uh, you know, if that person down the road wants to use whatever version, I'm not here to, to rip on versions tonight, uh, then they can use what they want to use. But this is, it's amazing to me. We don't, we don't try to trick anybody. You can get on our website and you will see that we are King James Bible people. You can see our doctrinal statement on our website. We're not trying to fool people by getting them in here and then, and then try to, you know, try to, you know, show them a different way of living in that fashion or try to try to snow somebody no hey it's right there clear this is what we are this is what we believe but here's the problem it's funny when people come in and they want to try to change you you know they get disgruntled at their church down the road and then you know what they want to do they want to come down here they want to go to the next church and then they want to try to make that church like their old church that they hated and just left how do i know that because i experience it all the time well this is how we did it down there hey you're not in kansas anymore dorothy He says the helmet of salvation, then he says the sword of the spirit. Realize that the sword of the spirit's the only, from what I can see, it's the only offensive weapon listed. What is the sword of the spirit? The word of God. That's right. That's right, the word of God. It's the only offensive weapon listed here. Uh, he gives us the word of God, uh, and it says it right there, if you were wondering, which is the word of God. It wasn't a trick question. Uh, but, uh, you know, you notice some things, and I'm not trying to read too far into this, uh, but uh, as, we're, as we're just dissecting this right now, uh, I noticed that he doesn't give you anything for your back. You realize that? You ever think about that? Everything he gives you, he gives you the helmet, he gives you the boots, he gives you the breastplate, he gives you the shield, he gives you the sword, he gives you the word of God, he gives you all these things. Do you know why? Uh, Because he doesn't want you to retreat. He wants you to stand firm. 
He, he, want, he wants you to stand upon the word of God. He wants, you to, he wants you to voice what's right. He doesn't want you to back down and, and tuck tail. He doesn't want you to do all these things. So, so here, here's where we get confused. Let me clarify this here for you. We flee. Uh, when, do, when do you flee? There is a time to flee, uh, just in general. When is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. We flee when we're tempted to do wrong. When we're tempted, when we're tempted in that sin on that computer, when we're tempted on that sin at the workplace, when we're tempted uh, on the television, when we're tempted, uh, whatever it is, to buy that thing you shouldn't be buying with the money you don't have to impress people you don't know. (laughs) Does it make sense? So we flee, we flee the temptation. That's when we say, all right, no, we, we tuck and go. But no, you stand firm. There is a time you stand firm. Uh, you take the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, they, they didn't say, all right, now, hey, guys, we better, uh, oh, we, we better, we're timid. We better just bow down and do whatever they say. No, hey, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter, O king. You can do all this stuff. You can sound all the instruments, uh, but we're not bowing down. We're, we're good. We're, we're going to keep following our God. They didn't retreat. And can I say this, that uh, too many Christians, uh, we got too many Christians hiding out in the witness protection program. We've got too many Christians, secret disciple Christians, uh, who, who just won't say anything. Can I say this? And I'll say this, and I may have said this last week, but let me say it again because it bears repeating. Uh, our country would not be in the mess, in, 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 in part, it would not be in the mess that it's in if Christians would stand up and do what's right. If Christians would stand up with their Bibles and say, thus saith the Lord. If Christians would not just keep tuck tailing. Uh, if Christians would show up to the voting booth, uh, you know, I, I tell you, I've had it up to here with all these people say, it's not Christians job to get involved in politics. Um, well, okay, well, stay out of it. And let our country keep going down to this spiral slope to hell. Speak up in the workplace. Now, now I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this tonight. I don't, I don't want to keep going back and forth with what I'm trying to say, but you need to know when to speak up and when not. There's a time. There's a time to speak up. Uh, there's, there's a time. There's an appropriate time to voice what you need to voice. What am I trying to say? Because I, I deal with this uh, ever so often. Uh, when you're at work and you're supposed to be working, that's not the time to take a two-hour dissertation to all of your coworkers and tell them why you think this guy is the best person for the presidency and why you think this person is, the, is, is wrong. And why. Hey, that's not the time to do that. You can still voice your opinion, but don't do it on company time. Let's move on. That's good. But verse number 18 is our key verse tonight. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Let's look at it again. Previous to verse number 18, we talked about all this armor and everything we're supposed to, supposed to wear. But can I say that you can put on all this armor, you can get the right shoes, the right helmet, the right breastplate, the right shield, uh, the, the right sword. You can have all this stuff down. Uh, but if you do not go to God in prayer and exercise that, it does you no good to have all this armor. You can have all of this stuff down and and still fail miserably. He said in verse number 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. Now do not, don't miss this here because I don't believe, I believe every word, every jot, every tittle was put in here for a reason. It's not by accident. Uh, But he goes on to say in the the last part of verse 8, he says, for all saints. 
So the last I checked, my Bible says that I'm not just supposed to be praying uh, with, my, with my ransom list for God and with my shopping list for God. Please make sure I get this raise. Please make sure that this goes right for me. Please make sure that my you know, hair goes right tomorrow. Please make sure that I don't... Yeah, everything about me. No, he says you're not supposed to be focusing on just yourself, though I believe we should be. I heard a preacher one time saying uh, you should not pray for yourself. They, that's, I, I don't agree with that. I believe you should be praying. I like what Brother Green said a couple weeks ago, Roger Green. He says, no one knows you like you know you. <clears throat> I'd say if there's anybody who knows me as close to, to me as I, outside of the Lord, it'd be my wife. She knows my moods. She knows when, I, when, there's, when I'm, you know, something going on. If I'm if acting strange or whatever, she knows. She knows. Praying always at all prayer. The idea of all kinds of prayer uh, or, or prayer upon prayer, uh, we should use every kind of prayer that we can think of. Now, if you ever, if you ever look at prayer in the Bible, um, there's all kinds of different postures. There's, there's, there's standing up prayer. There's lifting your hands up into the heaven prayer. There's on your knee prayer. Uh, there's prostrate prayer, laying down flat. Uh, there, there's group prayer. There's individual prayer. There's silent prayer. There's shouting prayer. There's walking prayer. There's kneeling prayer. There's eloquent prayer. There's groaning prayer. There's constant prayer. There's fervent prayer. Uh, and can I say, there's just prayer. <laughs> just praying. Praying. But, but having the desire and having the heart to pray. Hey, we've got to realize in here today uh, that our churches <clears throat> across the globe. I need a bottle of water. Somebody can grab me some water downstairs. We're out back here. But uh, if we think about this and this need, uh, first one to get it to me gets five bucks. And uh, <coughs> Bob Weaver's giving it to you. So, <coughs> hey, we'll get, them, we'll get them in action here. Prayer. Prayer. You know, it's very easy to go to the Lord in prayer when things are difficult, when things aren't going right, when we need something. But thinking about it, I mean, I mean, just truly, if you, if you go across the room here, uh, how many of you in here right now, we prayed over our prayer list here tonight, but how many of you in here right now have some kind of health issue right now that you're dealing with in your life? Mine's the first to go up. Most of us, over half of us in here. Um, hey, there's some, hey, over half of us in here have, <coughs> excuse me, reason that we need prayer. And uh, we will go to the, the Lord in prayer on our behalf. But we need to go to the Lord in prayer uh, on behalf of others. Uh, it's so vital. And you know, it truly does. It truly does show. It truly does show our heart. Do you know who you really are? Who you really are is who you are when no one else is around. When there's no... Thank you. When there's... Uh, I was just kidding about that $5. Um, <coughs> Who we really are is who we are when no one's around. When we're in our secret place, that's who we are. It truly, it truly is who we are. Uh, and you know, that reflects our, our prayer life. It reflects who we truly, who we truly are. And uh, after bringing up uh, uh, th this, this idea of spiritual warfare, it can be waged on behalf of others. And Paul asked his readers uh, to pray for him in this text. He says, I want you to pray for me. Uh, and he specifically, we talked just a little bit about it last week. He prayed specifically uh, for boldness. I'm sorry, but I think Paul next to Jesus is the, is the boldest person in the Bible. But he says, hey, would you, would you pray for me? And while you're praying, pray for me to have the boldness. Let me have the boldness that I need to have. 
I mean, I mean, you, you think about it, uh, the, the people that Paul was able to talk to, and not just your everyday common man, if I can say respectfully, uh, but the religious elite of his day, he had the opportunity to be in front of. You know, it's absolutely amazing. There was people through the circumstances of him just serving Christ daily, through the, his circumstances, he was able to be put in different circumstances in front of different people whom he would never be around had it not been his faithfulness, his boldness, his, his prayer life and saying, Lord, hey, keep me on the straight and narrow. If it wasn't for those things, he would not have been able to see these people in prison saved. He would not be able to see people along uh, the road saved. He would not be able to be stoned and left for dead and, and, see, and see that uh, as a witness. This is, this is absolutely, and I, I, I've been meaning to call Brother Rains and tell him this, Brother Pastor Bill Rains. Brother Leaf and I went and visited, we were asked to go visit somebody in the hospital. This was probably about a month ago over here at Jewish Hospital. And now don't miss this. This is, this is huge. <clears throat> we went up in the room, didn't know who it was. And uh, we found that we had some connections you know, after being there. We, we knew some of the same people. Uh, but this gentleman, he didn't go to church. His, his wife did occasionally. And um, he said, listen, he said, uh, he said if we're going to go to a church, he said, he said, I've been watching on Facebook Pastor Bill Rains through everything he's gone through with his son. He said, no, I don't go to church right now. Now, his family, they have ties to Mission Baptist Church. And he said, he said, I'll just be honest with you guys. He said, I probably won't be at Lighthouse. He said, he said, there's something about that, he said, that intrigues me. After seeing all that Tim Raines has gone through, that Pastor Raines' son, he said, and to see him stand true to God and not quit and not give up, he said, there's something about that that I want. And I, th- I said, man, I want to go on a mission too. No, 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 no. I'll tease it. But you, you see where I'm going with that. And, I, and I'm telling you, you remember that, Mr. Leaf, when we were there? Uh, I tell you what, that blessed my heart. I've, I've been meaning to tell Pastor Rains that just to kind of encourage him. Because he does get down about it. His son, it's going on a year. This November will be a year uh, since his son ate some seafood and he had allergic reaction and went almost 10 minutes without oxygen. He's, he's, uh, um, just not, he's not, you know, he's having some issues and, uh, still. And so, uh, continue to pray for him. But, uh, you know, um, he, here's the thing. We truly do know what prayer is when we have a situation where we need somebody to pray for us. I tell you what, it, cha- it changes things. You know, uh, it wasn't until I go to the doctor and he looks out at me and says, um, Nathan, you've got cancer. I'll tell you, I promise you my prayer life has changed. It has But you know what? Uh, And sometimes that happens. But here's the deal. Don't forget that we are in spiritual, a spiritual battle. We we truly are. Uh, And and here's the problem. We get so confident that we try to go into that battle ourselves. We try to go into this war, this spiritual war that I promise you in here tonight, church, you may be strong and you may have a good day, a few good days, a few weeks by yourself trying to defeat old Satan, but I promise you, you're not going to win in the end. Because he doesn't have to stop and rest like you do. Like we do. He's on a different time frame. He, he's on a different bracket than we are. Uh, and I want to encourage you in here today uh, to realize that, yes, we need to put on this armor uh, every day. I remember, I remember uh, when I was in Bible college, Brother Ricky Moon, he said every day, he said every literal day that I wake up, he said, I mentally put on the armor of God. 
And uh, he puts on the helmet, he puts on uh, all the way down. You know, I, I kind of adapted that um, when I was thinking about that one time. And I thought, you know, uh, with that, when we're putting on the helmet, we're putting on the breastplate, we're taking on the shield, we're taking on the, 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 the shoes, we're taking on the sword, we're taking on all these different, all six of these different uh, parts of, the, of that. <clears throat> you know what we ought to be doing? We ought to be praying for ourselves as we're doing that. Lord, uh, as a feet shop preparation, the gospel peace, Lord, please help me to keep my feet from going anywhere that I should not be going. Uh, Lord, as you work your way on up through there, Lord, please don't let my hands take part in anything, uh, in any dealings or any business situations that they should not be a part of. I'm not just talking about the literal armor all the way up, but all the way up. I mean, start with your feet, go all the way up. Hey, Lord, protect my eyes. Please keep me from looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. Uh, Lord, uh, please, uh, with my ears, oh, uh, please help me to only focus in on the Christian things that I should be dealing with. Lord, when it comes to my thinking and my thought process, oh, please keep me focused on you. Please keep me in tune with the word of God. Please keep me memorized scripture. Please keep me away from the world. Please keep me uh, from diving into everything that I should not be doing because this old flesh still has a desire to go into things that it should not be doing. Now I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. He wanted, he wanted prayer so that he could speak the word of God boldly. Paul could have asked prayer for many things. But he wanted his readers to pray for this. He probably had in mind his upcoming defense before Caesar. Woo. Can you imagine that? Get the opportunity to stand before the big, the big dog. He said that utterance may be given. <clears throat> the idea behind utterance is clear speaking. Added to, to boldness. Paul, Paul asked for prayer that he might proclaim the gospel both clearly and with fearless power. Can I say that that ought to be, if, if this is how he prays, that's, that's how we ought to pray. I believe it's a great model. doesn't mean we have to pray every time in that fashion. Uh, but Lord, please help me uh, to present the gospel clearly and with fearlessness and with boldness and with power and dude from on high. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to be. That's how I want to go about this life. As I'm engaged in this spiritual battle. Hey, spiritual battle and physical battle are two different things. We are fighting right now a physical battle with this flesh. Because we're robed in this flesh and we're going to battle this flesh until the day we go home. Now, I'm not saying that to, I'm not trying to just discourage you in here. What I'm saying is too many times we get so wrapped up on this thing of, uh, well, you know, I might as well just give up because I'm just an old sinner. Hey, no, listen, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. You're covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. Stop living in complete victory, or excuse me, in complete defeat in your life. Hey, God wants more for you than that. He saved you. You're a child of His. Amen. I'm an ambassador in bonds. In verse number 20. That there and I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You know, the reality is, I think this is one area that we can certainly relate to Paul in, and that is, I think we can all be more bold. Amen. We can all be more bold. Um, <clears throat> I'm thankful for the privilege. Earlier this year, the Lord laid it on my heart to try to get to know some of our city officials. And um, now listen to me now. I was, I, I'm nervous when I get around city officials. Uh, I just am. You know, they're, they're just, it's just different. You know, they're people just like we are. I mean, at the end of the day, 
But I'm thankful I got the opportunity to meet quite a few of them, the city project manager. I mean, quite a few people I've becoming friends with, getting their email addresses and phone numbers and all that sort of stuff, connecting with them. Got to meet our, the mayor, Mayor Adamick, who just passed away a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful because, uh, I, I, man, I'll tell you, uh, public prayer can be nervous. I still get nervous today, if you're wondering. I do. You saw how ugly your faces are. You'd be nervous, too. Making sure you're awake. Except for you ladies. Not you ladies. Just the men. Let's clarify. But I'm thankful. I was praying for boldness as I was able to pray the gospel at the memorial over here on Town Square. And literally, in the first seat behind me was the mayor. I, he, I know he heard the gospel through me, not just through prayer, but through my testimony to him. Gave him my personal testimony. I don't know where he is today, but I know he heard the gospel. You know, I couldn't have done that in my own flesh. I needed the power of the Holy Spirit to work in me, through me. <clears throat> Let's look in verse number 22. Whom I have sent unto you to Kikos, faithful minister in the Lord. You know, if I can just say this, if there, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to be finished here in just a few moments. If, there, if there's one thing that a, uh, that a pastor wants in people, it's just faithfulness. Just faith. You don't have to have all the abilities. You don't, I, I don't want you to volunteer for everything there is all the time. Just faithfulness. Just faithful. In your place. Doing what you're supposed to do. Serving the Lord with boldness. Isn't that, isn't that something that we could definitely stand before God? When we stand before God and he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Can I, can I just say this and, and and, and you all know this already. Uh, if he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, you're going to have had to have been faithful. Right. <laughs> it kind of goes hand in hand with well done, faithful servant, with being faithful. Amen. You know, some people are, you know, say, oh, hey, preacher, I'm faithful. But what are you faithful in? Some people are faithful at doing nothing. <laughs> I'm faithful at sitting at home watching TV all day, every day. Hey, well, you're faithful at something, but hey, let's be faithful toward the things of God. But in verse number 23, he says, Peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the first farewell blessing that he gives is that of the word peace. You know, this was the customary word for the Jewish greeting, shalom. And, uh, uh, and you see that in, in the history here. Uh, but there, in here, it signifies, uh, you know, more than happiness. It's, it, it's the wonderful reconciliation with God and with each other uh, uh, for the fact that Jesus died. Hey, there's a peace. We have a peace with God. We have a peace because of what Jesus did. But then the second farewell uh, blessing that he gives, uh, you'll see, he says, in love with faith. In love with faith. God's eternal plan not only reveals how impressive he is, but how compassionate he is. God loves us with an everlasting love. You'll never hear one time God say, I don't love you anymore. It's, it, th those words will never be uttered from his mouth to you and I. You know that person who's, who's going to go to hell because they did not trust Christ as their Savior? God still loves them with an everlasting love. Even though they've transgressed his law, even though they've sinned, even though they've done wrong. But, and finally here, his third farewell blessing uh, in verse number 24 is grace. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ 
and sincerity. Amen. You know, this is undeserved and extravagant kindness is the origin of God's plan that he loves us unconditionally. Grace. You know, the fact is, grace, we're getting something we don't deserve through God's grace. We get his love. We get citizenship in heaven. Wow. I mean, if we truly wrap our heads around that and see just how good God is, God's plan reveals not just how impressive he is, but how compassionate he is. God loves you individually. Party of one. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die. <clears throat> Folks, we are in a spiritual warfare daily. Now, just like, it, just like everything else, some days are busier than others. Some days there's more attacks than others. But you know what we're finding? Can I just, I'm seeing this all the time. I had the opportunity to spend some time the other day with somebody from my home church. And uh, he's older than I am and um, got to spend some time with him. And it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful little reunion. And unfortunately, I started asking them. I said, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so in, a, in, in, a, in decades. What happened to so-and-so? They're not in church anymore. Hey, what happened to so-and-so? Oh, uh, he married an atheist and they're not in church anymore. What happened to so-and-so? Well, the career got in the way and the career won, so they don't serve God anymore. And I'm telling you, literally, I ended up stopping. I said, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. You know what they did? Somewhere along the line in this spiritual battle that we're all fighting, they retreated. It's too hard. I can't take this anymore. Now I, now, I do believe that we can burn ourselves out if we're not careful. And I've said this many times. If you find yourself to the verge of burnout and you say, uh, well, uh, you know, I just can't do this ministry anymore. I need to pull back on some of the ministries. I'm not looking that uh, as, a, oh, you weakling, you get in there and you just don't call in, crawl in. I'm not for that mentality. I used to say that all the time, but I'm not for the whole don't call in, crawl in thing. I believe there needs to be uh, a cowboy up mentality. And, and today, I believe we need to be able to willing to pit, roll our sleeves up and inconvenience ourselves every once in a while uh, in, in serving the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, but I don't believe that, it, that you're more right with God because you're inconvenienced. Are you with me? Hey, sometimes we got to, sometimes uh, I love it what Brother Fox said. He's, he says, sometimes uh, you got to uh, uh, punt and just play good defense. Sometimes in this king called life, you just got to punt and play good defense. Hey, sometimes you got to just step back a little bit uh, and, and soak it all in because we do. We clutter up, we clutter up, we clutter up, we clutter up our, uh, our minds, we clutter up our lives to where we can't function. And the things that are most important in our lives <coughs> end up getting backseat because we're taking on so much and so much. Can I say this in here today in referencing our spiritual battle? Make sure that you're right with God. Make sure you're walking, you're confessing, you're repenting. We don't repent to get to heaven. We don't repent in the sense of, here's all my sins in order to get to heaven. We know that here. Uh, but listen, uh, there is something to sitting down with God and saying, I did wrong in this area today. Please forgive me. I repent of this. I, I, I'm turning from this. And not just, a, I'm repenting and then the next day you go and do the same thing again. Because that's not repentance. 
That's feeling bad for a day and going right back out. That's what that is. Spiritual warfare. He's given us some things. He's given us a weapon to use. Use it. Use it. You've got the word of God. Use it when he comes. What am I saying? Hey, when he comes fighting, when he comes accusing you, when he comes trying to drag you down, when Satan attacks you, listen, get in this book. Learn to quote scripture. Learn to memorize scripture. But not for just the sake. Because I think a lot of times we get this confused. Uh, we just start quoting stuff. We don't even know what it means. Now, we know the, quick, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Hey, but we need to know what this means so we can uh, get in there. And, you know, the Bible is a prescription book, and we can get in there and find what we need to help us. But we need to go to him in prayer. Stop trying to fight this battle yourself. I don't know how I'm going to fight this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this health issue. In no way, shape, or form am I trying to get through cancer by myself. On my knees. On my knees. Islam bows to Allah five times a day. And we can't even so much as pray for our food for more than 10 seconds. Hey, there's a battle. There's a battle. And there's not a retaliation. Oh, well, if Islam prays five times a day, then surely we can pray this way. No, that, no that's not the right mindset to take. No, we serve the true God. Hey, we, we not to be focused on how many times a day we're going to. We need to make sure we're going to him. And the reality is, when we're going to him, we're going to be at him more than five times a day. Unless you've got it all together, you've got your halo all straightened up. I've often said this, you see somebody with a halo, hey, they've got some horns holding it up. Because they're not perfect. We're not perfect this side of heaven. There's a spiritual battle, folks. Let's fight it on our knees. Let's pray. Father. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com.